The following story has been brought to you by storiestoinspire.org. There's a fellow who every single day would drive on the highway on his way to work from where he lived to the city. And every day he makes his journey, every morning he drives in the morning, every evening he drives in the afternoon, etc., etc., and eventually it becomes second nature. One day he's driving and he feels exhausted. I don't know if you've ever felt that feeling when you're driving, that if you don't pull over on the side of the road and take a nap, barminan, I had it once, I fell asleep multiple times at the wheel. I said, I can't do this. But it was, you know, it was one of those, you don't even realize it's happening, and then it happens. And you're like, okay, I'm fine. You put on the AC, you roll down the window, you blast the music, happened again. I pulled over, I thought I'm going to take a nap. You know, sometimes you take a nap, you're more tired after. I wound up sleeping, I got back on the road. Anyway, this fellow, Avraham is his name, he's driving on his way home from work. He feels suddenly exhausted. He doesn't understand, he's never felt this way before. He didn't go to sleep later. He decides, you know what, I'm going to pull over on the side of the road, I'll pull off the highway, I'll rest my eyes for a few minutes, maybe I'll feel better, it will be safe. By the way, if, uh, if you ever needed a sign that if you're tired, you should pull over and take a little bit of a nap, even if you have to leave your car and take an Uber home, this is a message, this is the message you were waiting for. Pull over, take a nap, or get an Uber. It's dangerous. Being tired on the road kills not only you, but other people as well. So a person always has to be careful. It's not up to you to make that decision. You could take other lives with you as well. So if you're ever unsure, if you're ever unsure if you drank too much, if you're ever unsure if you're too tired, always err on the side of caution. Worst case scenario, you have one extra Uber ride. It's not a big deal, okay? My friends, the guy pulls off the side of the road, he pulls off the highway, he's looking for a place to park his car where it's safe to be able to pull over. And off of the highway, he sees there's a park at the side of the road. He drives into this, uh, into this, uh, uh, this beautiful uh, you know, garden with, with uh, trees and, and flowers and bushes and whatever. And he figures it's a nice place to stop. As he drives in, he sees that on the property, it's not actually a park. It's the property of an old age home. All right? So he pulls his car up to the parking lot. He figures, you know what, he'll ask them if he could park here for a little while, or maybe he could grab a coffee. He walks inside, and as he walks inside, he says, Hi, my name is Avram, and he overhears a conversation in this old age home. There's a, a, a you know, one of the people, the, uh, one of the nurses, this, is talking to the administrator of the nursing home. She said, yes, unfortunately, you know, he passed away, we're going to have to bury him. And, and the guy says, oh, I'm so sorry to hear who passed away, and they tell him the name. And the name is an obviously Jewish name. So he asks them, he says, you're burying this person, where is he going to be buried? They said, oh, we have a cemetery, this is a full service old age home. They have, not only they take area, they bury you right out in the back, you know. <laughs> they, maybe there's a mahjong game, it can continue with all your friends, even after you pass away. You know, sometimes people don't even notice the difference that you're gone. All right? Yeah, beautiful. All right? So they've got, they've got the cemetery right in the back. He asks him, he says, is it a Jewish cemetery? They tell him, no, we're a Christian uh, St. Mary, St. Mara, St. Thomas, St. Bart's. I don't know what they are, right? They are, uh, they, you know, 
They are, how do you call it? They're, they're, it's a Christian old age home, it's a Christian cemetery. The guy says, well, does he have any family? All of a sudden realizing, maybe of all days in his life, why he fell asleep on the road, or he's tired on the road, is because he needed to come into this old age home. They say, no, it's a Christian, we're going to give him a Christian ceremony, a Christian, a Christian cemetery, maybe they'll sprinkle some water on him for good measure, I don't know what they'll do, right? The guy says, listen, I'm an Orthodox Jew, this guy's a Jewish name, you know, please contact the family, ask them what their wishes are with regards to giving him a Christian burial. The, what's it called? Uh, the, the, uh, the fellow, the, the woman behind the counter says, listen, I know, I, I'm sure your intentions are, uh, are, are pure and, you know, you're looking out for a fellow member of your faith uh, and his best interest. But unfortunately, this fellow, Mr. Cohen or whatever, he has no wife, he has no children, he's alone in this world, he has no next of kin on record, so there's no one to do a Jewish, cemetery, a Jewish ceremony. All we have over here is the pastor on, on grounds, you know, and, and uh, you know, the guy says, thinks about it for two seconds, he says, he says, well, is there a Jewish cemetery in the region? The administrator is looking at this guy. <laughs> Who are you? The guy just came in two minutes ago for a coffee. Next thing you know, he's, a, he's an undertaker, he's a rabbi, right? He says, listen, he says, I'm a Jewish guy. This means a lot to us. You know, burying someone is a big mitzvah, uh, according to our, uh, our tradition. Judaism places a tremendous amount of importance on the way a person is treated when they pass away because we believe that that's not the person's final chapter and that they're aware of how they're being treated. Uh, it's called chesed shel emet. Uh, the Baal Turim says, you know why it's called emet? The kindness of truth. Emet is letters aron, which means a coffin. Mita, which is the, the bed that they carry them on. And tachrichin, which means the shrouds that you're supposed to wear. So he says, please let me... The, the administrator looks at the nurse and he says to himself, listen, there's no one, normally someone would have to, you know, bury them. We would release them to the family if they want. There's no, the guy has no one in the world. We have all the documentation. He says, well, there's a Jewish cemetery, uh, you know, a couple of towns away, but we don't have a hearse. We don't have a, what's it called, uh, you know, uh, any method of transporting the coffin anywhere, we've got him prepared for burial, you know, but we were going to do it in the backyard. The guy says, listen, I'm Jewish, which means I have a minivan. <laughs> right? The guy goes, I could take the guy, no problem, free of charge. I'll take the guy over, two towns, three towns, whatever it is. I'll drop him off at the, at the cemetery over there, and I'm sure they'll bury him uh, in the Jewish plot in the cemetery. The guy can't believe what he's hearing. He says, listen, there's no one claiming him. There's no one in the world who's going to claim him. He says, tell me a little bit. Let me make sure you're a legit guy. And I don't know, you're not going to take the guy for weekend at Bernie's. All right? And make sure that everything's legit. And I'll release him to your care. The guy says, you know, my name is this. This is my job. This is my place of work. The guy looks him up online. Everything checks out. The guy's a legit guy. He says, look, you care very much. It's beautiful. I would also want at my funeral that there should be someone that cares so much about me, present when not just strangers uh, burying me. He says, we will officially give you legal release. And they release the body to this guy and his Toyota Sienna. Or Honda minivan. I just say, we're not advertising. You guys didn't sponsor Toyota and Honda. It's your fault. It's your fault. If, if you want, we could, uh, you could sponsor and then we'll make the van yours. Okay? Either way, they, 
They let it, they give him the body. Had that now, he's filled with energy. He's filled with purpose. He feels like God sent him on a mission. He feels like, you know, I think it's every man's dream to believe that his nap came from Hashem. Now, you know, you're having a nap. Everyone's like, what are you doing? Why are you sleeping? You know? Now, Hadda's like, I'm sleeping by the will of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Leave me alone. No one should wake me up, okay? The guy, he takes the body. He drives over to three towns to this, uh, to this cemetery. He pulls into the thing. He finds the, the administrator of the cemetery. He says, I have this body. He says, who are you? He says, my name is uh, Avram whatever. He says, is this your father? Your he says, I'm not related. I went to an old age home. They were burying a guy. I begged him to take him. He says, if the guy doesn't have a plot, we don't have any extra plots here. Every plot in this cemetery has been sold out since, uh, you, know, you, know how, <laughs> you know how hard it is to get in here? There's red ropes. Either way, right? Guy that can't, can't, you can't just come. We don't have a section like that for people that don't have a, a spot. Uli. Now he took the guy. He brought him to the cemetery. <laughs> they don't have a place for him. What's he going to do with the body now? He can't as well, you know, pull up in his backyard. He should make a movie out of this. Or is he going to come home? You know, honey, you know, <laughs> do you mind picking up the kids on your way home? I don't know if I could do that right now. <laughs> the back seats are all down. <laughs> no problem. They'll just get in the back. Well, <laughs> I've got something else in the back. What do you have? Oh, is it my honeymoon? Is it our gift to our anniversary? No, it's not. It's not a gift for your anniversary. My friends... He decides he's going to go to the cemetery in his, in his hometown. Huge place. He'll figure something out. He tells his wife, I'm going to be a little bit late. I have a mitzvah that I'm doing. She's very happy to hear he's doing a mitzvah. He pulls into the cemetery in his own town. He drives up to the, to the what's it called, to the office. And he says, listen, here's the story. I found this guy. I was driving. I fell asleep. I went to the old age home. They told me the story. I see the guys dead there, right? I, I didn't know what to do. In a moment of, I don't know, insanity, religious fervor, I took the guy into my back, the back seat of my car. I went to the local cemetery, they didn't have a place. Tell me you could bury this fellow. Otherwise, I'm going to have to dig up my backyard. I don't know what I'm going to do. <laughs> I don't know what I'm going to do. The guy says, absolutely, we'd be happy to take him. But had that breathes a sigh of relief. He says, you sure? He says, yes. He says, we have in our cemetery, we have a special section uh, for people that are Anashim uh, Galmudim, people that passed away without any money, they passed away without any, uh, they, without any burial plans, they didn't pay for a plot, they couldn't pay for a plot. Uh, we have a, a, se- a section over here in the cemetery to bury him. He says, so just give me the paperwork and no problem, we'll take care of it from here, we'll do a minyan, we'll do everything, the best possible care that we could do for this, uh, for this Jewish neshama. The guy feels such a sigh of relief. He hands over all the papers with everything on the uh, everything that you know that they gave him in the old age home. The fellow, the administrator of the cemetery, takes the papers. He's looking through the papers to check everything's okay. All of a sudden, his face goes white. He almost faints. He almost passes out. And the guy says, "Are you okay?" And he says, "Yeah." He goes, "I can't believe it." All he says again and again, he says, "Oh my God! Oh my God! Oh my God!" He says, "What's oh my God?" He says, "The section of our cemetery." that was donated for people who have no one to bury them, was donated by this man, the man you brought in your minivan to our cemetery. And HaKadosh Baruch Hu made sure that after donating that for others that wouldn't have anything, or wouldn't have anyone to look after them, that he came home, he was buried in the place that he was supposed to be buried in. My friends, 
You hear a story like that and you think to yourself, wow, what are the odds that someone feels tired exactly in that moment? What are the odds? By the way, if it was me, I would have left the guy. I would have taken the coffee and go, let's be honest. My friends, my friends, if you could hear that a person where they're buried is by the will of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, how much more so is a person's life by HaKadosh Baruch Hu? Every morning we say, HaMechin Hashem prepares the steps of man. He guides us to where we need to go. Enjoyed this story? Come again. Bring a friend. Stories to inspire.org.